Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And joining me on the show, I'm just getting right to it today. I don't have any time to waste because there's so much to cover off that I'm like, we got it. We got to introduce you to our guest because she's amazing. And she's actually a returning guest on the show. And I'm talking about Dr. Andy. She's a naturopathic doctor and she's the chief of functional medicine at Regen Scientific. Dr. Andy, how are you? I am good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me again. It's been a while since you were on the show. It has been a while. Yeah. And, and last time when we had you on the show... We were, we were talking all kinds of different things when it comes to naturopathic medicine, mm-hmm. but one of the things that you really specialize in or that you know a lot of stuff in, I'm going to say you're an expert. I'm just saying it. Okay. It's out there now <laughs> <laughs> is hormones. Yes. And after the show, we got talking and you're like, Pina, if you ever want to test out your hormones, let me know. Mm-hmm. And we tried, but schedules, there was like, my schedule was so crazy and, and I couldn't find time to do it. And then COVID hit and I'm like, well, I got some time now. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, like, a, yeah, it was that's like, what happens with life, right? We get busy. I had a baby in there, so I was yeah. off a little bit. So, you know, some things, then COVID, some things happen. But yeah, we circle back little around. Things, little things <laughs> happen. Things. And so I, but it got me thinking, I was like, I never did test my hormones Mm. and it'd be really interesting to see what they say. Cause I have no idea. Mm. I know nothing about this stuff whatsoever. So I came to see you and I figured let's Mm. do this. Let's do the test. Let's do the, we did a Dutch test, which we will explain later uh, Mm. what that is because I had no idea. And we did some, uh, we did some blood work. Yeah. So, Mm. um, and, and I was like, we should do a show out of this where we talk about this and, uh, and we review my results and, and just talk about hormones in general when it comes to, to females and males and how our bodies change mm-hmm. as we age and things that we should look for and do. Um, so it's such an important, we- yeah, it's such an important topic because most women never get their hormones checked. Most of my patients, when I ask them, when were these last, last checked, they say never. It's just something that people rarely have monitored. They rarely have a check. And there are so many things that our hormones impact or that can be imbalanced. So, I mean, I'm so glad you did it because we found out a ton of information. I know, like a lot of info, which we will get to later on in the show. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you also just said that a lot of people don't check it. I was one of those people. I'm 41. Mm -hmm. It's something I've never checked. Is there actually like, a certain age that we should start like looking into doing these tests and checking our hormones? So I think once anyone hits 30, they should be getting their hormones checked. But really I have patients who are 18 and 20 whose hormones I'm checking based on symptoms. So one of the biggest reasons we're checking hormones is PMS. So what most people don't realize is that PMS isn't quote unquote normal. We're not supposed to get PMS. We're not supposed to get mood changes and cramps and things like that. And so when I say that, the number of women who are like, what? But everyone, yeah. everyone gets PMS. Like, That's, what are you talking about? That's normal. I've lived with that my whole life. Exactly. But PMS is just a sign of a hormonal imbalance. So if you have PMS, it just means your hormones aren't balanced. And so when well, a, there you go. 18 or, there you go. Right. And so most <laughs> women need to get their hormones checked because you don't have to suffer through PMS. You're not, it's just a sign 
that usually you have estrogen dominance and you have, you need some progesterone support. So it's just a sign your hormones are imbalanced and we have to put them back in balance, but we're not supposed to have PMS and cramps. And so when a woman comes in with that, we start looking at the hormones. See, like it's little things like that. And I think it's just because we've been conditioned Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, PMS, you know, your period's coming or, you know, cramping is normal. Like it's just been normalized so much that we don't even Mm -hmm. think twice that, okay, maybe there's a hormone imbalance here that I need to look into. It's so true. And I always say women are sort of, we suffer from 13 all the way through into menopause. You know, once you hit menopause, you just get a whole new set of symptoms. If it's not PMS, it's just something else. So it's kind of the whole way through. And you're right. We're just sort of left to think, well, this is normal. This is just how it's supposed to be. And all women go through this. I just have to deal and move on. And that's not the case. There are so many things that you can do at all stages of life to help balance those hormones. So you don't have to suffer in that way. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing for women, again, at all stages, especially menopause to understand you don't, you don't have to suffer with all those symptoms. That is so true, Dr. Andy. And it makes me wonder though, we go through this as women, but what Mm. about men? Yes. Oh, I love that question. So you're right. So most of us think, okay, women's hormones are declining. We have a very obvious sign of menopause when our periods stop. And then we lose all of our hormones. Women go into menopause. We have all these new changes. There's so much information about menopause. So what about the men? And men go through andropause in the same way women go through menopause. So from the age of 30, all of our hormones start to decline, men and women. And men will move in. So the time that men move into andropause is different. They don't have an obvious sign like women do for menopause, but they're losing testosterone the same way women are losing their hormones. And so men are very symptomatic of, of androgen or sorry, andropause, which is the loss of all of those hormones. And so that's something that they should also be looking into and getting checked. So when they say um, women are hormonal, (laughs) everyone's favorite comment, (laughs) right? Um, Maybe these men, because it comes from men quite a bit, need to check themselves because (laughs) it goes both ways. Men have hormones, which means men are also hormonal. It goes both ways. It's true. And the way men will experience andropause is different from how women experience menopause. We get symptoms like hot flashes and then women start to notice things like vaginal dryness and you know some mood changes up and down so we have different symptoms but men will also start to experience symptoms so the the ones that we're not really familiar with are changes in mood and so the first thing that men will that men sort of start to notice is a very flat mood so they don't experience experience joy in the same way they don't experience sadness in the same way it's oh my very god flat. that is ho- sorry but that's horrible Yeah, I know. And that's just a hormone related, which can also be addressed and fixed. Absolutely. My mouth just dropped because that for me is like, I would never think that it would affect someone like that. Like Mm. hormones can affect you like in the craziest ways possible. Like, honestly, those of you guys listening at home, would you think that it would affect the way you feel joy and sadness? Like- I know it, the symptom, and that's why people don't necessarily always think it's hormones. 
because they think, well, it's just mood, it's mental health, someone's getting yeah, a depression, bit moodier, just, depression, yeah. exactly. And so with men, they will experience depression, sometimes they'll experience loss of motivation, loss of focus at work. And so they get a little bit confused by that. Why aren't we, why am I not as motivated as I used to be? Why am I not as productive as I used to be? And then they get the more, the symptoms that people are more familiar with, which is erectile dysfunction, changes in libido. And those are the things that most people will come in for. At that point, your hormones are pretty low when you're starting to experience the sexual side effects, but it's those other side effects that are less obvious that are signs that those hormones are starting to decline. So men so, should be getting their hormones checked as well. So those would those be like um, those side effects be like kind of like um, entry level into hormone decline? <laughs> like, yes, exactly. It's a sign that your hormone. And I mean, again, men and women, all of our hormones are declining by the age of 30. But yes, absolutely. It's a it's their entry level sign that your hormones are starting to fluctuate and they're not as balanced as they should be. And so you need to go in and see your provider and get some blood work done. You need to get a really comprehensive screen done to make sure your hormones are balanced. And if they're not, you need to get that fixed. So is it something that is an easy fix? Because, you know, these symptoms sound like they're, they're not the best. Let's be <laughs> honest, right? So it's like, is that something that can be fixed? So yes, it can be fixed. And that's the, that's the greatest question. It absolutely can be fixed. I wouldn't say it's easy. It's not as simple as, you know, just one simple thing and it's done. It does take some work. You have to take some either prescriptions or some supplements or some lifestyle changes involved, but yes, you can fix it because there are things that cause your hormones to decline in the first place. So we find the root cause first, do things we need to do to get those hormone levels back up. And then we intervene as we, as we need to, to get them balanced. But yes, we can fix those things. Wow. We are talking all about hormones on the show today with Dr. Andy, naturopathic doctor. You're not going to want to go anywhere because it is going to be one interesting show. You're listening to the parenting show right here on global news radio, 640 Toronto. Now back to the parenting show. With Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And joining me on the show, I've got my good friend, Dr. Andy, naturopathic doctor and chief of functional medicine at Regen Scientific. Dr. Andy's been on the show with me in the past, uh, but we never spoke about hormones. We're taking a whole new route today and we are diving deep into hormones because it's not something that we really think about, right, Dr. Andy? It's not something that Absolutely. you're just like, oh, I have a fever. Um, I, you know, my tummy hurts or I'm vomiting. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very, very different. So a lot of the times we just push it off and we're like, oh, I'm moody. I'm PMSing. I, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe like it's uh, menopause on its way. <laughs> Right. And, and we just don't think that there's anything that can be done with it. And we just found out that, that mm. men go through andropause, which is the um, male menopause. Right. Exactly. So, so for those of you listening at home, the men who, who always turn to their partners and they're like, oh, you're hormonal, you're hormonal. <laughs> Turn that finger on yourself. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Gentlemen. Men are hormonal too. They need to know that. <laughs> yes. So 
Dr. Andy, is there something, because off the, like during the break off the air, we were talking with our, our technical producer, Devon, and, um, and he's going to be hitting 30 in two years. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh boy, this is what I have to look forward to. And he's like, can I just skip andropause? Can I just bypass it? And you actually said something interesting. What did you say? I said, yes, technically you can. So you can optimize your hormone levels. And so this is where we come into more of sort of the prescriptions to manage now your hormones. This is where we come into sort of the space of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And a lot of people are afraid of hormone replacement. We know that there was that women's health initiative study that was done in the early 2000s that showed that hormones cause cancer, breast cancer in women, blood clots, strokes, things like that. So all women were pulled off their hormones uh, and just kind of left to suffer and being told, you know, there's nothing you can do. So just deal. Um, forgetting that there are bioidentical hormones that can be used. So it's a hormone replacement therapy that doesn't have the same correlation to the breast cancer and the blood clots and things like that. So it has a different, different safety profile. And so essentially you can replenish your hormone levels safely through bioidentical hormones. Wow. That's mm -hmm. like so interesting. So we could, we don't need to suffer. No, not at all. And the biggest thing, and for men and women, but I find that with women, it's really significant with perimenopause. So those years leading up to menopause, which for some women can be 10 years before you go into, into menopause, you're in perimenopause with these, I know. So you're oh getting crazy, crazy hormone fluctuations, hot flashes, changes in libido, changes in mood, vaginal dryness, painful intercourse, all of these things. And it's all hormone related. So you can intervene by replenishing those hormone levels and kind of ease your transition into menopause. And then when you move into menopause, same thing, you sort of adjust the types of hormones that you're taking, and then you can take other forms of bioidentical hormones to keep those levels elevated. And hormones go far beyond just like the menopause or premenopause and the PMS mm -hmm. and the, and the andropause that we've been talking about. What are some other, what are some other things um, that are affected by our hormones? Oh, I love that question. So I'll have some women who will say to me, you know, my transition into menopause was fine. So why would I take this? I don't have hot flashes. So what's the point? And so the reason that women would want to do that is for all of those other health benefits that we get from hormones. So progesterone helps maintain cholesterol levels and it helps maintain, um, you know, low inflammation status in the body. When we move into menopause, we become um, insulin resistant with high cortisol levels. So that's why a lot of women see weight gain specifically around the middle. Um, it also, women are more at risk of osteoporosis, of cardiovascular disease. We're also more at risk for Alzheimer's disease because we have estrogen receptors in the brain. And so when you look at the population of people with Alzheimer's, 65% of them are women. And we suspect that's because wow. of our loss of estrogen. So replenishing wow. our hormones is so much more than just managing hot flashes. So Dr. Andy, should we run everyone through what I did and like what people would um, do if they want to find out what is actually going on with their hormones and to find out if there's any issues? Yes, absolutely. So, so we, we did, did some two different tests. Yes, we did two different things for you. So we did sort of a really comprehensive blood work panel. And I know we were talking about this earlier. Most people don't get their hormones checked. 
They don't get their thyroid checked to the degree you need to, to get a really good sense of what your thyroid is doing. So most people just, when you go to the doctor, they check your TSH or your thyroid stimulating hormone. And if that's normal, they say, oh, your thyroid's fine. But unless you do your active thyroid hormones, like your T3, thyroid antibodies to see if there's an underlying autoimmune condition, you don't really get the full picture. So we did really comprehensive blood work for you. And then we did something called a Dutch test that looked at how your body metabolizes hormones and breaks them down. And it also gave us your cortisol levels. So the Dutch test guys, I have to say was like no other test I've ever done before. It was super interesting. And I know Dr. Andy, you're, you'll explain for them, but I'm telling you guys, it was, I'm really happy I did it. So it gave us such good information. So it gives us, so the first thing it gave us was your cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And so a lot of people don't realize checking your cortisol through blood isn't really helpful because it's just your cortisol at one point in the day, your cortisol fluctuates throughout the day. So the Dutch test allowed us to look at your cortisol at four different points in the day. So you get your cortisol curve to see what your cortisol was actually doing. And then for you, we found that you were very stressed and spiking cortisol in the morning and afternoon, and then just completely crashed at night. So it gives Isn't us a sense. weird? So it's I, not weird. See, in my head, someone without a medical background, I'm thinking, my most stressful time would be when I'm awake throughout the day mm -hmm. and probably like it would, I would be good. And you know, while I'm sleeping because I'm resting, but it was actually like overnight when it would spike that in the morning mm -hmm. I'd wake up with like these extremely high levels. Right. And so that happens when there's a lot of chronic stress. So there's people who say, you know, I wake up, you know, bing, 3am and they'll say, I feel like I could work out at that time. They're wide awake. You can't get back to sleep. That's cortisol. Yeah. <laughs> you had a cortisol surge. That means you're stressed. Yeah. <laughs> you have some stress. You need to manage the stress. Sometimes it's melatonin as well, but usually it's stress. So in this time when your body is supposed to be recovering and recuperating, you're spiking cortisol and it's not allowing your body to sleep. Wow. So stress major factor in my life. And it's one of the things I came to you with saying that I, you know, I a really stressed out person. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Andy, is there any correlation between high cortisol levels and adrenal fatigue? So yes, although it works in the opposite way. So adrenal fatigue is essentially the time because our cortisol is released from our adrenal glands, which are two little organs that sit on the back of our, or on the top of our kidneys. And when we're stressed, our adrenal glands will release cortisol and adrenaline. And that's what allows us to, you know, pull all nighters. And that kind of puts us in that fight or flight state. When we're in adrenal fatigue, the adrenal glands say, I'm done here. I'm tired. You have <laughs> stressed me out way too much. And they just like, they're like, we're tapping out and they're done. And they don't even produce cortisol in response to stress. So you don't have high cortisol. You have no cortisol because your body is so stressed. It just can't even respond anymore. And that's yeah. where people are absolutely exhausted. So those are the people who say, you know, I, I work out and I'm wiped out for three days. I'm just tired all the time. I could sleep for 12 hours and I'm still, they're just exhausted because the body has been so overwhelmed by stress and now needs to move into a recuperate and repair state. They're just always fatigued. So you haven't hit adrenal fatigue yet, 
which is good. And <laughs> not with those <laughs> levels. You're not there. You're just in high cortisol, which is also has its own problems. We don't want that either because now you're getting inflammation, high blood pressure, weight gain, things like that can come from high cortisol, um, but you haven't moved into adrenal fatigue. So it's actually almost, I, I'd rather my patients be in high cortisol state than adrenal fatigue because it's, it's tough for the patients when they hit that point. Wow. Okay. So, so the Dutch test was able to tell us that and the Dutch test, I have to tell you guys at home, if you're wondering how it's done, it's a take home kit. So it's through dry urine samples Mm -hmm. at four. It was four times a day that I did it. Four different times in a day. Mm -hmm. So basically you, um, how do I say this the nice way? I don't know. You, you pee in a cup. (laughs) You You pee in a cup. That's it. (laughs) You dip um, the special paper that they give you thing. Yeah. In the urine, in the Mm -hmm. urine. And then you have to lay it out to dry. And then once you go through that for, was it a three day period? Mm -hmm. It's over a three day period of time. And then you, and then you ship it off to the lab and it, it just gives us such better information because blood work is a great way to monitor hormones, uh, but it only gives you that. It only gives you that hormone level in that point in time. So I like to start with this hormone metabolism um, test. So we get that right up, you know, sort of right up front. And then we yeah. use blood work to follow down the road. And it was interesting because you had to do these, the urine samples first thing when you woke up about an hour or something after, mm-hmm. um, after dinner and then right before bed. Right. So it does give you a pretty nice scope of your day and where everything is at. So I really like that. What else were mm-hmm. we able to find out from the Dutch test? So we also found out from the Dutch test, and this was then supported by our blood work as well, that you are very estrogen dominant. So, <laughs> so Dr. Andy, does this mean that I am like, you know, a real woman? Like I am more woman than anyone can You're handle super with all this estrogen? <laughs> <laughs> You're superwoman. There we go. So if, now if only that were true, because unfortunately the super high estrogen levels you know, are not, are not great for our bodies overall. So Mm -hmm. essentially you have very, very high above normal estrogen levels and really low, low progesterone sort of below the range. So your ratio of estrogen to progesterone is really off. No good. No Mm -hmm. good. And you were saying that there's two different types of estrogen that our body produces. So there are actually three. So there's three different types of estrogen that we produce. Um, estrone, estradiol, and estriol. And then those all break down into three different types of hormone metabolites. One is a good metabolite and two of them are bad kind of unhealthy metabolites. Andy, let's tell everyone, which do I, am I producing the good or the bad one? Let's just give it to (laughs) them. You're making lots of bad estrogen. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) come on. Oh man. Okay. You know what there, I want to get into more, but we're going to take a break. So don't go anywhere because we are talking with Dr. Andy today on the show. We're talking all things hormones and it's really, really interesting. And it's something that if you've never looked into, you definitely should. You're listening to the parenting show right here on global news radio, 640 Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
Happy Sunday and welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca and we are talking hormones on the show today. And men, if you've ever said to your significant other, oh, you're hormonal, you need to listen up because we already spoke about some of it before and we're talking about it throughout the whole show, but it's not just a female thing and it's not just a male thing. We all go through it. And so helping us with this topic today, we've got Dr. Andy, naturopathic doctor and chief of functional medicine at Regen Scientific. Dr. Andy, so we, we spoke a little bit about the males and females before. Now we're actually going through my test results. Uh, we did a Dutch test with you and I did, um, blood work with you. So, so far we found out that I'm, I'm super stressed. You're very stressed. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Ridiculous high mm -hmm. levels of cortisol. Um, like that just spiked through the roof in the morning, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then we found out that I'm like, I produce ridiculous amounts of estrogen and, uh, not so good estrogen. Not the good kind, no. So we, what does that mean? So when we break down our hormones, we break them down into, we call it, it's two hydroxy. So we have a two, a four and a 16 form of estrogen. The two form is the good form. The four and the 16 form is the quote unquote bad form. Um, and that's where we start to get symptoms of being, of having high estrogen um, there is some research that indicates it may be related to increased risk of breast cancers and things like that. And so then, so we have to look at, well, if you're making bad estrogen, how do we get you back to making good protective estrogen? And then you have to look at how your body neutralizes that estrogen. So the good news for you is that you neutralize those estrogens. Well, you make a ton of estrogen, you make a ton of bad estrogen, Ooh. but your body does a very good job at neutralizing the estrogen. So you, at least you've got a balance there. Okay. So we, we've got some good news. We've got some good news balance. Exactly. And so far with this cortisol, high Mm -hmm. levels of cortisol and high levels of estrogen, um, this is something that can be fixed. It can be fixed. And so, and then what that looks like in your day-to-day life. So if you have high cortisol, what does that look like? So the biggest thing that women will notice is usually weight gain specifically around the middle. Yeah. So, and this is always what I say about, about weight loss when women are like, you know, I'm doing everything I'm, I'm eating well, I'm exercising, I'm doing all the things that I normally do and I can't lose any weight. And that's because, uh, you know, I say it all the time, weight loss is hormonal. It is not eat less, move more. It's not calories in versus calories out. It is hormonal. And if you don't fix the underlying hormonal imbalance, you will not lose weight. You just won't. And that was another thing that I came to you with. I'm like, Dr. Andy, I'm like, I go kickboxing. Um, Mm. I, you know what I mean? Like I try to have like a well-balanced diet. I don't get it. Like it's not budging at all. And Mm. one thing that actually triggered it for me was um, almost a year ago, last September, I went for a colonoscopy. My dad passed away of colon cancer. So I've got to go earlier. And I didn't eat for three days. And as you know, it cleans you out well. The prep for a colonoscopy cleans mm-hmm. you out well. There's nothing left in you. And right. I was like, I'm not going to lie. And for those of you at home listening that have been through a colonoscopy, you're probably like, yes, I'm going to lose weight. There's, they say that there's probably like <laughs> 10 pounds of waste in me. That's it. I'm going to drop 10 pounds. It's going to be fantastic. 
I lost nothing. And I was like, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. And so weight, weight gain and not being able to lose weight was a huge thing for me. And those are the biggest things that women will see. And then the other issue is that high cortisol disrupts your sleep. So you don't sleep well. And as you know, when you're not sleeping, you don't recover. And then when you're sleep deprived, it increases our food cravings. So it turns into this vicious cycle of being fatigued, needing to eat more cortisol, can't lose weight. It's just this whole cycle. And at the root is the hormone imbalance. You have to balance the hormones. And we thought for you, it was going to be more insulin related, which we discovered it was not. Um, your insulin, insulin great. Mm-hmm. Insulin because of the weight gain in the midsection. In the midsection, because a lot of women are, a lot of people, men and women are insulin resistant. And insulin is also a storage hormone, causes fat storage, again, around the middle. And so we thought it was going to be cortisol and insulin. And the blood work showed us for you, it was cortisol, estrogen, and thyroid. So that was your issue. It wasn't, it wasn't the insulin like we thought it was going to be. So this is where the blood work came in. So the thyroid stuff came in through the blood work. So Mm. I was happy when we were going through my results and you're like, it's not insulin peanut. I'm like, yes, this is great. (laughs) Then you, you dropped a bomb on me. Right. That being. So you actually have an autoimmune thyroid condition called Hashimoto's. Um, So you have a thyroid disease that contributes or causes symptoms of hypothyroidism. So you actually have an autoimmune condition. So that's sort of even, so I I was expecting some hormonal imbalance. I wasn't necessarily expecting you to have an autoimmune condition. Um, So I was expecting a hormonal imbalance. And the interesting thing about that, like we talked about earlier, is that those TSH, your, your actual thyroid hormones were normal. It was your thyroid antibodies that tipped us off that showed us you actually have Hashimoto's disease. You have an autoimmune thyroid condition that is giving you symptoms of hypothyroidism, which would never have been caught if you hadn't, if you hadn't done the antibodies. This is why it is so important to get your hormones checked out because if you just go and you're like, well, I do my annual physical with the doctor and I go for my typical blood work. Guess what? My thyroid would show like Dr. Angie just said, everything's normal, Mm -hmm. but if you dig deeper and do the proper hormone testing, that's when you find this stuff. And I'll tell you something like I would never in a million years think that about myself. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I can't lose weight, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Sure. Maybe it's something, but I would never think it's an autoimmune disease that I have. Mm -hmm. And that's something that there isn't a cure for. That's right. So you can't reverse an autoimmune condition. So we can manage the autoimmune condition. We can manage the thyroid because we know that Hashimoto's and those symptoms of hypothyroidism do absolutely contribute to weight gain. It also causes, you know, thinning hair, dry skin, brittle nails, changes in skin. Um, So we can manage those things, but you're right. We can never reverse an autoimmune condition. And at the root of autoimmune is often stress. See, there you go. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty crazy. And guys, um, honestly, we have to, if this, this is, this has to be an eye opener for you, because if we don't advocate for ourselves and, you know, push for these testings with our doctors and, or, you know, people like Dr. Andy going to see her, you won't know. And the longer you put this stuff off, the worse it is. We are talking hormones. Don't go anywhere. Cause we'll be back with more right here on the parenting show, global news radio, 640 Toronto.
to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And joining me on the show, we've got Dr. Andy, naturopathic doctor and chief of functional medicine at Regen Scientific. We're talking hormones. We are going through my results. And let me tell you, there's a lot going on there. And we just <laughs> found out that through the hormone testing that I did with Dr. Andy, I have an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto, which is Dr. Andy, explain it for everyone. So Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition of underactive thyroid. So essentially it's hypothyroidism, but an autoimmune version essentially of hypothyroidism. And again, there's no cure for autoimmune disease. So now it's something we just have to help you manage. We have to sort of, we have to, again, that the root of autoimmune is often stress and things like mitochondrial dysfunction. So there are all these things underlying now that we have to manage and then support the function of your thyroid and your active thyroid hormones. So how is that done? Is it like done through, do I just need to take a pill? Do I need mm-hmm. to do supplements? Do I need to um, throw like exercise in there and make lifestyle changes, diet changes? Like what, what mm-hmm. does it look like? So the first thing for sure is diet. Diet always in, impacts our, you know, our auto, our immune system. And so absolutely diet. The interesting for you thing for you though, is that exercise, high intensity exercise is actually not what I'd recommend for you right now uh, because your cortisol is so high. You have so much stress that the more you do high intensity exercise, you're just spiking even more cortisol. And with stress at the root of autoimmune, that's actually not what your body needs right now. So you should be doing things like yoga and Pilates and walking and sort of things that are a bit more gentle on your system. So um, the, the kickboxing puts mm-hmm. me into fight or flight, right? which stresses out my body. Exactly. So it just spikes more cortisol. So, and I know we, had, I know you love the kickboxing. I so we know. had talked about trying to alternate a little bit where if you do kickboxing, you just, you have to do some deep breathing or meditation or something like that, that day to help your body bring those cortisol levels down. And then the next day you need to do something like yoga or walking or a bit more gentle so that your body can heal and recover a little bit. Okay. So I got that. Mm -hmm. Got it. I can do that. What else? What else do I need to do? So you probably also need some supplementation. So we need supplements, especially to manage that estrogen dominance. Um, which for women who are wanting what, again, what does that look like? Estrogen dominance. We talked about PMS earlier. That's at the root of PMS. It's at the root of polycystic ovaries, um, which I have as well. So at the root of all of those is estrogen dominance. So we have to balance those estrogen levels. There are a few different ways to do that. That's where bioidentical hormones can come in. Someone will take some bioidentical progesterone to increase that progesterone level. Progesterone is also decreased due to cortisol. So our body steals cortisol. Exactly. It's all, this is where it's all connected. connected. It's all connected. The body steals progesterone to make cortisol. So it can't be used as a sex hormone function. So we get heavy periods, PMS, right here, right? Fibrocystic breast, you know, lots of breast tenderness, mood changes with your cycle. All of those things are estrogen dominance. And so you have to balance that crying, the crying and like, Mm -hmm emotional, like influx that comes with my period, all that stuff, all that stuff. It doesn't (laughs) have to happen. And then for you, and then anyone who's estrogen dominant, the port, the, the important thing is to do estrogen detox. You have to get those estrogen levels down and start making good estrogens. That's where supplementation comes in. Um, so we do some supplements to bring that down. Some women will use bioidentical progesterone. And then for the thyroid, 
Um, again, with the thyroid, you can do some nutrient support depending on what the thyroid imbalance is. Usually with Hashimoto's, um, in our clinic, we're using desiccated thyroid, which is a prescription. Um, so we're using a thyroid support to give you those active thyroid hormones and support the function of the thyroid gland. And so that you really benefit from, you know, that T3, which is what impacts metabolism and digestion, concentration, focus, memory, all of those things. And I have to say, um, it's great to go, you know what I mean? See a natural path like Dr. Andy. But the one thing that I really like about you, Dr. Andy, is that at Regen, you guys have like a crazy, amazing team. And so, you know, I can get everything I need from you. We did all this testing. I'm going to get like this program that I'm going to be put on. Uh, but when it comes to the prescription I'm going to need for my thyroid, that's something you can't give me, right? Exactly. So that's something. So we work in teams of medical doctors and naturopathic doctors. And so that's where we did, we do sort of that MD add on consult so that because the MDs are also functional medical doctors here as well. So we work in teams together so you can be in one place to access those things. So there are prescriptions that you need. So you're, you don't have to now go back to your family doctor and try and convince someone to give these things to yeah. you if they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I love it because like, for me, my, like, I've always been one that likes to mix both the natural side and, and, you know, the, and the, the conventional medical scientific side. side. Right. So this is like an amazing marriage between the two, you right. know, you, it's all in one shot, right. Go see exactly. Dr. Andy. She's going to fix you. That's <laughs> it. Everyone should have both though. Everybody needs their MD and their ND on the same page working together. And if someone needs a prescription, the ND has to say, you know, look, you need to go see your MD and get that prescription. And then the MD needs to do the same. Hey, you don't need a prescription for this. Here's how we can manage it. So you need you need those professionals working together to guide you so you're doing the right things and you're not taking things unnecessarily or you're not taking things that won't be as effective as you need them to be. Yeah, and even just going back to um had like you'd message the hormone replacement. Right. You know, there was there was hormone replacements that mm-hmm. people were on and they're like, no, this is not good. We're going to take you off of it. Everyone right. just deal, deal with the pain exactly. and the suffering where, you know, there are good hormone replacements that you can take. And, exactly. and then you spoke about that earlier on the show. So mm-hmm. there's so much guys, but there's, if there's one takeaway from the show today, it's get your hormones checked. Even if you feel great. Even if you feel great, Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, taking your car into the shop. It's, it's just something like, oh, it's like a tune up, right? We got to think about our bodies that same way. You have to be proactive in your health. You don't want to, you don't want to be chasing symptoms. You don't want to be down the road and thinking, I wish I had done this 10 years ago. So I could have fixed, I could have fixed this. There are things you can fix now. So be proactive, get the testing done. You need, so you can prevent some of those outcomes down the road. Yeah, because let me tell you, I'm not dealing with this menopause now that I have Dr. Andy on my side. <laughs> we're not, do we're not, not doing that, okay? Menopause. <laughs> if there's any takeaway, don't suffer through menopause. No, Please. I'm not doing it. And men, you don't need to suffer through andro what is andropause? Andropause. Listen, no you need to, to experience you need to experience that joy, okay? And exactly. and sadness and everything. Um, <laughs> Dr. Andy, if people want to find you, where can they find you? You can find me at drandynd.com, and that's Andy with an I, or on Instagram at drandynd. Guys, go check her out. Give her a follow. She always posts amazing information. And, like, make an appointment with her. Trust me, you'll be happy you did. Had I not done it, I 
would not know that I have an autoimmune disease. It's that simple. So Dr. Andy, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And uh, if you miss any of the show and you guys want to listen back, you can do so on our podcast. Just check it out on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are available and you can listen back to the whole show. That is it for us, but we will catch you next week right here on The Parenting Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. 